0: You're listening to The Space Witch Podcast. Hello and welcome. You are now listening to The Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. I'm an astrologer, intuitive, and Reiki practitioner. And this is my podcast where I share tools, tips, and tricks to help you live your best witchy and spiritual life. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. I am so excited about this week's podcast episode because we're back with another celebrity birth chart reading. This week, I'm going to be taking a look at Tom DeLonge from Blink-182's birth chart. Last week, Blink-182 released their new song, Edging, which I am super excited about because I grew up listening to Blink-182 and I love this new song that they put out. I think it sounds a lot like the classic Blink-182 that we all know and love. It's catchy, it's pop punk, and it's funny. And it just has all the elements of like an OG Blink-182 song. But you can tell how far the band has come with all their hard work that they've put into their music over the years. And it just sounds so... It just sounds like them, but like you can tell that they've obviously done a lot of work on their sound and making it sound refined and... I guess cleaned up is what I'm trying to say. Not that they ever, I don't know. I'm not a music critic, but basically I just like it because it reminds me of like the original Blink-182 that I grew up listening to. So anyways, that's my music nerd side of me coming out a little bit. Since Blink-182 just put out new music and they've announced a world tour, I thought it would be fun to do an analysis on Tom DeLonge's birth chart. Additionally, Tom DeLong is also known for being very involved with aliens. So I thought it would be fun to kind of touch on that as well because I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I haven't really been someone who's super into aliens. And I know aliens are kind of a big thing in the spiritual community. <laughs> and I've just have kind of put a pause on that for a while because I'm like, I don't know, once people start talking about aliens, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I was doing some reading recently from an article from Esquire.com of an article that Tom DeLonge was in, where they, I believe, interviewed him and spoke with him. And he said some stuff about aliens that really just piqued my interest. And I'm going to share that with you guys in a little bit. But I just thought it was so interesting and so fascinating that I wanted to know more. And also, the more I got thinking, I was like, I just want to put this out into the universe that I would absolutely love to have Tom DeLonge on this podcast someday just to talk about aliens. Like, how freaking cool would that be? I feel like I would have so much fun doing that. So can we just as a podcast community just collectively start manifesting that for the podcast because I just think that would be so cool and I have no idea how I'd make that happen. My guess would be that I'd need some serious podcast downloads and some serious connections. So if anyone out there happens to know any way for me to get Tom DeLong on the podcast, feel free to shoot me an email at spacewitchpodcast at gmail.com. I know I have a lot of listeners in California, so I'm looking at you guys. I'm sure someone out there probably knows someone or something. So, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there into the universe that that would be such a cool thing to do at some point. So, yeah, if anyone if anyone knows some people, let me know. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Before we get into Tom DeLong's birth chart, I just want to quickly give you all some background information on Tom DeLong, since I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening who don't really know much about him, or either you're like me and you do know who he is, but you just want some background info. Let's get into that. So this is all the stuff I'm about to read right now. This is all from his Wikipedia page, and it says... DeLong grew up in the suburbs of Poway, California, where he embraced skateboarding at an early age. When DeLong received his first guitar, he began writing punk rock songs. He formed Blink-182 with bassist Mark Hoppus and drummer Scott Rayner during his high school years. The band created a following in the mid-1990s through independent releases and relentless touring, particularly in their home country and in Australia. They signed to MCA Records in 1996, and their second album, Dude Ranch, 1997, featured the hit single Damn It. The group had bigger success with Enema of the State in 1999, which featured three hit singles and went quadruple platinum in the U.S. Selling upwards of 15 million copies worldwide, Blink-182 scored a number one album with 2001's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. After the album's success, DeLong formed the band Boxcar Racer in 2002, which dissolved about a year later. And then the band broke up, and then it goes on to say that the band broke up in 2005. During that time, DeLong formed the band Angels and Airwaves, which went on to release five studio albums. DeLong later rejoined Blink-182 in 2009, during which they put out more new music and started touring. Before he left the band again in 2015, allegedly this time he was leaving to prove Aliens exist. Okay, I don't know if that's... So that last couple part about the where I started at the band broke up in 2005 that was stuff from his Wikipedia page but not directly so that wasn't a direct quote just to be clear (laughs) so basically what I gathered from the stuff that I read was that he left and rejoined the band a couple of times I do remember in 2015 when he left the band and like seeing all the social media posts going on about that and I remember thinking like what the fuck is going on and this seems really weird and it I don't know if this is true or not. This is all hearsay and whatever. But allegedly, I don't know, it sounded like he was not going to, he was leaving the band so that he could pursue his passions and trying to figure out what's going on with the aliens. So with researching and studying and learning all this stuff about aliens. So that's like what I gathered from everything. Again, this is all kind of just, not all of it, but his reasons for leaving the band and everything is all kind of, speculation and all that so yeah so he left in 2015 and then he came back just recently this year he returned to the band after mark hoppus had his battle with lymphoma which thank god he is doing better now after that it looks like they got back together and I read a fascinating article from Esquire.com that I mentioned earlier, which was written by David Holmes, published on September 10th, 2021. And this article really piqued my interest in aliens um, and is what made me want to talk more about Tom DeLong and his chart and talk a little bit about aliens because I just found what he said in this article to be so interesting and even a little bit inspirational at parts. So the first thing that really stood out to me in this article was he said, quote, When you study UFOs, you're looking at consciousness. You're looking at the history of mankind, like archaeology or archaeological evidence or ancient texts, religious texts. You're looking at national security. You're looking at physics, unified field theory. You're looking at kind of the forefront of quantum mechanics and how the universe seems to be built. And what you start to realize is that the evidence of those phenomena is not at all what people think it is. And I just thought that was so interesting because then it gets me to wonder, like, okay, like, what are these aliens? Maybe aliens are not what we all think they are. Maybe they're not little green men with big glowing eyes and flying saucers and all that. Maybe this is something totally different, which this definitely kind of got my mind wandering and wanting to know more. Another thing he said in the article that I found to be really interesting as well was, and this is another quote from the article that says, quote, Blink was very much this rebellion against growing up. We were sad, kicked out of school, fighting parents. He says, quote, it was nursery rhymes on meth. We had energy and we wanted to break shit. We were like, we're going to be so fucking funny and happy that we forget everything of where we came from, unquote. But from the first song on Angels and Airwaves, 2005 debut, We Don't Need to Whisper, it was clear DeLong had new worlds to conquer quote, once you become an adult, you're not really pissed anymore. For me to be more authentic as an artist, I go, what do I really care about? And I want to make the world a better place. It's cool to be a good person. It's cool to have empathy. It's cool to have compassion and care about everyone. That's the foundation of what Angels and Airwaves is. An art project that's composed of transmedia elements to discuss themes that can push us through that boundary, unquote. But the article goes on to say, but isn't that changing the world? Quote, I don't have an ego like that, unquote, says DeLong. Quote, I don't think I'm special, but after Blink got big, I learned that anything could happen. I was like, we're not very good. Well, Travis was good. This is not going to happen. But it did. And I was like, fuck, anything could happen. Then, once I had a taste of anything could happen, I was like, fuck, go for it, unquote. I thought that was really interesting, just everything he kind of said about Blink-182 and kind of where they got their start and where they came from. I don't think I talk too much about this later on in the podcast when I go into his birth chart, but it is interesting kind of hearing him talk about having kind of a rough childhood growing up and especially with if the birth time on his birth chart is accurate and his rising sign is in fact in Capricorn. I just feel like that would be really interesting because I've noticed people with Capricorn risings, they tend to have this which is almost funny if you think about Blink-182 as a brand, but they have this air of maturity. They usually need to grow up quick. They might even kind of age in reverse where they actually become more immature as they get older. But when they're younger, they often have a lot of pressure and responsibility to grow up fast and to be responsible and to just do all this stuff that children shouldn't normally be expected to do. So I thought that was really interesting. And then my favorite part of all of this Was I love that he didn't think Blink was going to be this big successful band that it is now. And when it did happen, he was kind of like, oh my God, like I can do anything. And I just, first of all, I love how empowering that is. And second of all, I just love it because it's true. We're all capable of doing anything, we can all manifest anything. You just kind of have to get over the barriers and the fears in your mind. And so I love that he talks about that, you know, anything's possible. So this. From what I gathered in this article, it sounds like, you know, this motivated him to want to pursue his interest in aliens and to keep looking at this stuff because he's like, well, if I can form a successful rock band, then surely I can prove that aliens exist or we can look more into the evidence of that. And so I just love that because for me personally, that's been a huge thing on my mind lately. And just to see that kind of coming out in another way is really, really interesting because it's true. Anything is possible. You're capable of doing anything. And it's just getting over the hurdles in your mind. And I really believe everyone's capable of doing that. The next thing that I wanted to mention that I thought was really interesting was Tom DeLong was in an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast. And during this podcast, he talks a little bit about how he got his start in really kind of getting into the alien stuff and like where it all came from. I thought it was so interesting. I was actually on a little road trip the other day and me and my boyfriend were listening to Blink-182 in the car. And just randomly, I noticed that from one of their older albums, I think it was, yeah, it was from their Enema of State album, which is like one of their older albums. And I remember being like... There it is. Like, why were we so surprised that Tom DeLonge wanted to go prove the aliens exist? It's been in front of us the whole time. You know, like, we should have noticed the signs. Like, he literally wrote a song about this back in the 90s. And why are we acting shocked? So I always just think it's so interesting how there's, like, these little breadcrumbs of people that kind of lead up to life experiences that on the outside you might look at it and judge it and be like, oh, my God, like, what is this? But it's like, no, no, no. Like, it was here the whole time. Like, he's always believed in this stuff. And I just find that to be so interesting. So moving on to the Joe Rogan podcast he was on, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I only had time to listen to part of it. But basically, he just, he dives right into it. And he says that, you know, they're not called UFOs anymore. They're now called Advanced Aerial Threats. <laughs> and Tom DeLong goes on to explain that he's had interest in aliens since he was a kid in middle school like he just found it and started reading about it and was like oh my gosh like this stuff is like it's not just like an urban legend like it's real he says that all the information about aliens is out there and that the information that the public has is no different from anything that the government has he said that over time he was able to piece together a lot of information on his own just with the information that was available to him and that he understands why some of this information is kept under wraps and that if it were him calling the shots, he wouldn't want other people to know either. He goes on to say about, say more about how he didn't think Blink-182 was going to be as big as it was. So I guess him and a bunch of other people and all the other people in the band started side businesses. And so he started a side business that would publish books and then go on to turn them into movies. He later ended up meeting with some very high-level people at the Pentagon who told him that they found a life form during the Cold War, which like, what? Excuse me, you guys did what? <laughs> and I'm honestly shocked that this was even on a podcast, but I guess they told him some information about this life form that they found and how that impacted things then. Now, you kind of wonder, why would they tell Tom DeLong all of this information? He's just some guy from a pop punk band. Why, of all people, would they disclose this top secret information to him? And well, it turns out that he has something he can offer them. And from what I gathered from this podcast, it sounds like the reason they wanted to disclose this information and work with him is because he has this business where, you know, he can write books, turn them into movies, and. He's just someone who's much more in tune with young people and communicating things like this to these people. He's a public figure. So all of that stuff kind of comes into effect with that. So moving on. So that's a little bit of a background backstory, some background information (laughs) about Tom DeLonge, his interest in aliens, where it all came from, and just his entire life. Now we're going to talk about his chart. And Tom DeLong, he was born December 13th, 1975 in San Diego, California, allegedly, according to Google. And, of course, I have no way of truly knowing without a birth certificate if the birth time on this chart is accurate. So, as always, with celebrity charts, there's room for error with these because I don't have the birth time and it does, it's very important when you're reading a chart. So, this may not be entirely accurate. I just want to get that out of the way. And as always with Celebrity Birth Charts, I want to mention that people that I am doing these readings on, they are people. I don't know them personally. I don't know what their lives are like and they're not here to have a conversation with me to confirm or deny anything. So with all of that being said, I just want to mention that everything I'm about to say is complete speculation and hearsay. I have no way to confirm or deny any of this information. This is just stuff that I'm getting from a chart that I found on Google. So Tom DeLonge's chart is really fascinating to me because when I look at his birth chart, I don't always get these immediate His charts okay, so let me start that over. Tom DeLonge's birth chart is really fascinating to me because when I look at birth charts, I don't always get these immediate insights, but with Tom DeLonge's chart I immediately see some really interesting things. I want to start out by saying that before I even looked at his chart, I kept thinking, oh, he must have some Pisces in his chart for sure. And while there doesn't appear to be any Pisces in his chart as far as his planets go, I will say that he does have his Sun and Mercury in his 12th house, the house that's traditionally ruled by Pisces. And First of all, when you have your sun and Mercury conjunct like that, that makes for someone who's really communicative, someone who's naturally really good with self-expression, which I think is very fitting for DeLong, seeing that he is a musician and an artist. He also has these planets in Sagittarius. So when you have your sun in Sagittarius, this makes for someone with a very big personality and someone who also gets very lucky in life, which I think may have contributed to contributed it, contributed to some of his fame in life, not to say that he didn't work really hard for what he has or that he didn't put any work in, but there might have been a little bit more flow to that. Because when you look at Sagittarius, they're the archer, they're pulling the arrow back, they're setting their sights on a goal. It's also ruled by Jupiter, which is all about luck and optimism and expansion. And so when you have a naturally very sunny, optimistic personality, it, just, it makes it easier for you to manifest things because you're just naturally going to be in that higher vibration. And with Mercury there as well, so again, Mercury is all about communication. When you have that in Sagittarius, you might have a tendency to put your foot in your mouth a lot and just accidentally say things that you maybe shouldn't say or just to say things that are really blunt and really honest and just kind of fly out of your mouth, which given the things we've seen with Blink-182, I think that is most likely very fitting. Although again, I have no way to confirm nor deny that. But Yeah, so that was the first thing that really stood out to me. And the fact that he has these planets in his 12th house is really telling as well because I've noticed that a lot of mediums have 12th house placements. And that's usually because this is a spiritual house and people with these placements have a strong connection to the other side. Especially since as I mentioned, I have a previous episode on my podcast. If you go back into the archives where I talk about the 12th house, and the 12th house in astrology is this in-between place. It's the place between life and death. It's the intersist. And so when you have placements in this house, you become that person who has connections to that other side. And Tom DeLong may be someone who has had a lot of instances or experiences in his life where he's seen or talked to ghosts or aliens or any other energetic beings I'd also be willing to bet that he has a very strong intuition as well, and when I looked at the placement, I even think of the fact that his band is called Angels and Airwaves, and I wonder if DeLong actually does believe in angels and has had experiences with things like that. I just find that to be really interesting, and it's something that I wonder about. Additionally, he has Venus and Scorpio conjunct Uranus in the 10th house, making a harsh aspect to his Saturn in the 7th house. There's a lot to unpack with this placement because I'm seeing several things. On one hand, you have this extremely charming, charismatic, magnetic person publicly, and publicly who's someone who comes off as being very rebellious and out there and just doing their own thing. And again, this is in the 10th house, which rules career, so we're viewing this from a very public standpoint. Because you have that Venus, the planet of love and beauty in the 10th house, of career and public image coupled with Uranus, the planet of independence, rebellion, innovation, and things that are just kind of spontaneous. When I look at that, I see Tom DeLonge in Blink-182. Specifically, I'm thinking of the Feeling This music video because I feel like that was such a sexually charged video, Scorpio being a sign that's heavily focused around sex and sex appeal. Then you have that pop-punk rebelliousness that just sort of always... Surrounded Blink 182 as like a band. I feel like that placement in his chart in the 10th house of career really comes through a lot in his music and the stuff he does in his bands. So, looking at this chart, Tom DeLong is someone who, career wise, has and always will have some surprises up his sleeve. He's never going to stay stagnant in anything. I think he's always going to be wanting to do something new and innovative. And today that could be Aliens, tomorrow that could be something totally different. Maybe he'll want to open a taco truck or something, but I get the feeling that he probably dreams a lot bigger than a taco truck. So maybe that isn't something he would do. Um, unless, I don't know, maybe he wants to do an alien-themed taco truck or something. I don't know. But anyways, I'm just messing with you guys. But yeah, I really feel like this is someone who is, in terms of their career and maybe just in general, this is someone who really knows what they want. They're very independent. They know how to go about getting what they want. Um, they may be very drawn to things that are very taboo or unconventional with all that Scorpio and Uranus energy. Also, there's a lot of Aries in his chart, which I always say that Aries is one of the biggest innovators of the Zodiac. We don't often talk about that, but if you think about what Aries is, they are the ram. They are the first sign in the Zodiac. They're competitive. They want to be number one. They want to be the best. They want to do everything really well, and they just want to be the first to do stuff. So Because they want to be the first, that's where you get that pioneer archetype, that person who wants to innovate, that person who wants to do things and really just pave a way for other people, which I think is a really beautiful and wonderful quality about Aries in general. But anyways, I'm getting a little off topic. Uh, The other part of this with the Venus and Uranus um, conjunction in his 10th house in a harsh aspect to Saturn in the 7th house. Saturn in the 7th house can be a really challenging placement to have because Saturn is the house of, or sorry, because um, Saturn is the planet of restrictions and hard work. authority. And when you have that in the house of relationships, and that can be romantic or non-romantic relationships, so just relationships in general, you get someone who feels very restricted in their relationships. This often looks like people who feel the need to put a lot of hard work into their relationships. They could suffer from abuse in some cases or maybe just feeling like they can't do relationships because relationships just feel like they're being put into a box and they don't want to be put into a box. They don't want to be restrained or tied down to anything. And so, it feels like it's impeding on their freedom. They also may wonder why it's hard for them to maintain their relationships. And this isn't to say that if you have this placement that you're doomed and that you'll never have a relationship or get married or have friends or anything like that. It just means that relationships are going to be one of the big lessons that you need to learn in this life and you need to learn how to navigate your relationships. I'm also feeling with this Saturn being connected to the to that Venus and Uranus conjunction that Tom DeLonge may, I, I feel like that he may have faced a lot of backlash in his relationships because of how he chooses to present himself publicly. But I feel that with all the other innovative and independent placements in his chart that he doesn't really care about if people think he's crazy for believing in aliens or just anything that people might say about him in general because he's confident in his path and who he is and what he knows. But I could totally see with this, like, people being like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to be associated with this person because he publicly believes in aliens and that's kind of weird and blah, blah, blah. I just feel like the way he prevents himself publicly, whether that's with aliens or even with his band even, that that could maybe cause a strain on his relationships in some cases. And again, I don't know. This is speculation. I have no way to confirm or deny this. So, this is all just stuff I'm picking up on on my chart. I have no idea if any of this is true or not. I'm going to wrap up this reading by saying that Tom DeLong also has his moon and Jupiter and Aries. Which are very close together in his chart, and often when you have a Moon Jupiter conjunction like this, it can sometimes make for someone who has very spiritual. They will. It can make for someone who either has a very spiritual and religious mother, or a mother that could be slash feel very emotional or overbearing to them because the Moon represents the mother. And in terms of um how it might affect this person personally, so how it might come out in Tom Dong's personality is. Moon Jupiter conjunctions make for someone who has very big emotions. When they feel something, they feel all of it. And it'll be obvious because these people really wear their heart on their sleeve because Jupiter is the planet of expansion. And when you expand a planet like the moon, which is the moon rules emotions in astrology, so you have Jupiter, which is expansion, the moon, which is emotions. And when you put those two things together, you have an expansion of emotions. So this can look like Big displays of emotions or just heightened emotions in general. DeLong's moon in Aries tells me that he feels his emotions in a very physical way. When he is happy, he's probably bouncing and jumping around a lot. When he is sad, he might not move at all. Aries is all about energy. And so when you put that in terms of emotions, this makes for a very energetic person who displays emotions in a way that, again, is just very physical. So it might look like bouncing around. It might look like not moving around at all. It might just, it's just very visceral for these people. DeLong may be prone to being very argumentative or combative at times. And if that doesn't resonate for him now, it's possible that that could have been something that was more like him years ago when he was younger, if at all. And I say that because your birth chart is not your end-all be-all. Your birth chart is simply a launching pad. It's what you start out with and it shows your major themes and life lessons and things that you might have to work through in life. But we all grow and change and we all grow and change along with our birth chart. So, nothing is set in stone. You're not doomed because you have one type of placement. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Just like every planet, every sign, every placement in astrology has its strengths and weaknesses. Depending on how I wanted to do it. I could tell you all good things or all bad things about anything in astrology, but there's duality in everything. So there's good and bad to everything. And so when I bring up things in astrology in a birth chart reading that are perceived as negative, these are things that can be changed. You are able to change your life and change things about you at any given moment, but these just kind of show how you work through and navigate different things in your life. Overall, I see someone who is innovative, unique, intelligent, especially with that Mars and Gemini. Mars being the planet that motivates you to get up and go. It's anger, passion, sexuality. Gemini being a sign that's all about, you know, having that childlike curiosity, intelligence, doing research. And I'm sorry, my cat is being rude and interrupting me all of a sudden. But like I was saying, Gemini is a very intelligent, very curious, very studious sign. I think of them like the student. And so I see someone who's very motivated by communication, learning new things. And also with those Sagittarius placements, you know, I think Gemini is like the student, Sagittarius is like the teacher. And so when you have both of those in your chart, I think it's really cool because you have the experience of being the student and the teacher. And so Sagittarius and Gemini, they're both mutable placements, they're both very open Sagittarius is very open and puts things into perspective. That is the big thing with Sagittarius that I've learned recently is that Sagittarius is all about getting a new perspective on something and looking at things in a different way. And I also see someone who's creative, sensitive, but in a good way. Trust me, I would never tell someone you're too sensitive. I hate when people tell me that in a negative way. So I see someone who's sensitive and compassionate and just wants to be this mover and shaker in the world. And I think he has been and is doing just that. So that is Tom DeLonge's birth chart. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please leave a rating and review on Spotify and iTunes if you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, you are so much more than your sun sign, and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.